0: Georgia's DBHDD is urging people to ask a pharmacist about getting naloxone for their first aid kits at home or work. No prescription is needed. Naloxone can rapidly
1: reverse an opioid overdose and restore breathing. Opioidresponse.info. From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. People have long believed fresh coastal breezes are good for health. Turns out that's true in Georgia. According to a new report on air quality from the American Lung Association, coastal Georgia has some of the best air in the nation. The same report gives the air quality in five metro Atlanta counties a failing grade. Paul Billings is National Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the American Lung Association, and he's joining us from NPR headquarters in Washington, D.C. Paul, welcome. Thank you for having me on. This study confirms that many Georgia residents may have suspected Atlanta has 10, 12 lanes of highway at its core, the world's busiest airport, a lot of dirty air, and trains are running all throughout the state and power plants. So those fresh coastal breezes feel cleaner. But what criteria did this state of the air study use to quantify that?
0: We look at the monitored pollution data that The state and local governments collect with air pollution monitors and report to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. And we judge that air quality against the national ambient air quality standards. And we looked in this report at the air quality data for 2015, 16, and 17, which are the most current years where we have fully quality assured quality check data. We found some pretty alarming results in Georgia and across the country.
1: So how does Georgia stack up to previous
0: studies? Because you do this, what, annually? Uh, this is our 20th uh, annual report. So we've been doing this for a long time. We've been tracking progress for a long time. And the air is getting cleaner um, in Atlanta, but it's still uh, 25th on our most polluted list for ozone. It was uh, 23rd last year, but it had slightly fewer number of unhealthy days uh, this year because other uh, uh, cities did worse. Uh, it's Atlanta's 19th on our most polluted for year-round particles and 64th on our... Uh, short-term particle pollution list.
1: So what is the particulate that you are measuring? What's in it?
0: We look at uh, very small particles. They're smaller than a 2.5 uh, uh, microns. And, th- and these penetrate deep in the lungs. And these come from combustion of coal-fired power plants, diesel, uh, wildfires. Uh, they also form in the atmosphere from uh, gaseous emissions like sulfur dioxide or nitrogen oxide. Uh, cars and trucks are a big source of nitrogen oxide.
1: So what does that mean for somebody's health? You said these little teeny, teeny particulates, a mass in people's lungs.
0: Yes, the, the particles get past the body's natural defenses, penetrate deep in the lungs, and they can cause coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath in healthy adults. But for people with asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, they can have an exacerbation and end up in the hospital. And we also know that particles are linked with premature death from heart disease, lung disease, uh, so that they, and they are also linked to causing lung cancer. So these are serious pollutants that can cause serious harm.
1: All right. Let's look at some of the regional grades and start with the bad news. You group an area labeled Atlanta, Athens, Clark County, Sandy Springs, 19th, as you said, worst in the nation for annual particle pollution. So why should we care about that? I mean, why is that so grave?
0: Because these particles are so uh, dangerous and so deadly, so we don't want to be, uh, be breathing dirty air. And the Clean Air Act promised everyone clean and healthier to breathe, but yet we're still falling short. And so uh, Metro Atlanta is, is 19th on, on our nationwide list, which means it's uh, not doing very good. And that same area ranks 64th in 24-hour particle pollution. So
1: what is that, and why is the rank for that a little better?
0: Um, Well, we look at particle pollution in two ways. One is the year-round, day-in, day-out exposure where we know health harm occurs, but also we look at the short-term spikes where we see uh, uh, days or hours where we see very high levels of particle pollution. And so we look at the the report in both ways uh, to be able to give a a more complete picture uh, of the pollution that we're experiencing. And and Atlanta's doing a little bit better, um, being 64th on, on that list, and essentially unchanged from last year's report.
1: All right. DeKalb, Fulton, Gwinnett, Henry, and Rockdale counties all receive an F for ozone pollution levels. Tell us what that means to to earn a failing grade for air quality.
0: So in our report, we look at uh, days that are uh, code orange, code red code purple and code maroon under the air quality index. And we calculate those grades and give a weighted average of the number of days that people breathe unhealthy levels of ozone or smog. And then we calculate that grade uh, based on a a grading scheme uh, that says this has too many days of of unhealthy air. And what we know from the monitors in the metro Atlanta area is that far too many Georgians are breathing uh, high ozone on uh, too many days uh, each spring and summer and fall.
1: And in that scale, the dent, the darker color, meaning purple, much worse than orange?
0: Yes. Uh, the color coding is to provide some warnings to the public. So uh, orange is unhealthy for sensitive groups, but there's a sensitive uh, group in every family, young, old, people with lung disease, heart disease. And then as you go, go up the scale, um, the pollutants become hazardous for everyone.
1: So what about ozone exposure in particular? Why is that measured differently than other particulates?
0: So ozone is is a uh, gas that is formed when volatile organic compounds, like uh, fumes you smell when you're refueling your car with gasoline and nitrogen oxides that are a byproduct of combustion cook in the atmosphere and create ozone, which is a form of oxygen. It is a powerful respiratory irritant and it can cause what uh, physicians like do a sunburn in the lung where the cells start to weep, get that redness like you feel with the sunburn. So it can cause a really significant harm to the lungs. And it also makes you more susceptible to allergies and infections that can um, further uh, compromise the health of individuals.
1: In Atlanta, pollen, throughout the state, but in Atlanta, it's been terrible this year. Uh, allergy and asthma gives a daily count for the metro region. Anything over 1,500 considered to be extreme. And that count topped 6,000 earlier this month. So does that factor in your, to your research at all? Does it make a difference if it's pollution or pollen that makes city residences' lungs irritated?
0: Well, we, we do know that Ozone pollution makes people more susceptible to allergens like pollen. We also know that climate change is making both ozone and particulate pollution worse. And, and we also know it makes the pollen season longer. So all these things are working together uh, to make people less healthy or to threaten their health. So it's really important for us to address both the pollution, but also people to take steps to safeguard themselves from exposure to pollution or pollen.
1: Does the proximity to the Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport, the busiest in the country, in the world, actually, worsen pollution?
0: Certainly, airports are a big source of precursors for both ozone and particle pollution. So, we see emissions from uh, motor vehicles for people coming to and from the airport, from ground uh, operations as well as the airplanes themselves, and the refueling operations all contribute to elevated levels of pollution both at, at the fence line, people that live in the neighborhood, and people that live downwind from uh, the airport.
1: What are some of the other significant sources? You mentioned motor vehicles.
0: Uh, power plants, particularly coal-fired power plants, and you still have plenty of those in the Southeast in the United States. Uh, produce a lot of pollution and that pollution can travel hundreds of miles also manufacturing operations uh, refineries and, and o- other uh, s- small sources like uh, dry cleaners that use chemicals can also contribute to air pollution
1: we're speaking with Paul Billings National Senior Vice President of Public Policy at the American Lung Association the organization's new report on Georgia air quality is out Uh, Some improvement, but not so great in a lot of different places. Paul, we know that the Atlanta Regional Commission studies the effect of vehicle emissions on air quality, releases periodic heat maps of sorts that show how gross, really, the air is in Atlanta's down-down connector. So when we're driving, should we set our air conditioners to circulate air inside the car? Would that actually make a difference for our lungs?
0: It can make a little bit of a difference to, to do the recirculation rather than bringing in uh, the uh, outside air. Uh, many um, new cars have uh, better filtration systems than uh, cars a generation or two ago. But ultimately what we really need to do is to uh, reduce the sources of pollution, the combustion. Uh, electrification of, of transportation would go a long way to help reduce those exposures on the road and near the road.
1: All right. Let's look at some of the better grades. Counties near the coast, Chatham and Glynn counties, earned A grades. What kind of conditions make air so much better on the coast?
0: Well, I think that they're blessed by favorable breezes from the ocean helps a lot to reduce pollution and disperse pollution. That is probably what we see the most in our report uh, in coastal areas that uh, enjoy good air quality. And then there are also other factors like the number of cars and the proximity to uh, these other major sources. But at the end of the day, uh, we think that the favorable winds are uh, what's really helping the most.
1: So Augusta's Richmond County got a good grade despite being a fairly large urban center not near the coast. How did Augusta succeed where Atlanta has failed?
0: You know, topography also plays a role. Uh, where the pollution sources are in relation to where the monitors are can also influence the report. Um, so we are seeing, and we are seeing tremendous progress across the country. So we, we have many fewer days in this year's report than we had on a report 20 years ago. We have seen a slight uptick uh, this year in some communities as well.
1: What is the heat and the particular climate of Georgia and the region do to trap that air?
0: So we see when we have those inversions that hold uh, polluted air in then we see elevated levels. We also know because of climate change we're seeing uh, more hot days. Heat is a major factor in creating ozone. you need heat and sunlight to cook those pollutants in the air to create ozone. We're also seeing the impacts across the country of climate change in drought and dry conditions that lead to wildfire and wildfires. Uh, close by and hundreds of miles away are contributing to pollution uh, in our urban areas across the country.
1: Yeah, well, people enjoy life in the Georgia mountains, breathe can breathe a little more easily. The reports are really good there. But what about other parts of the state where data isn't reported? Is it mostly in urban centers?
0: The state and, and the local governments uh, deploy monitors based on guidance from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. The American Lung Association would love to see more monitors so we'd have a better, more full picture of the pollution across the state. But we do know that because of where the monitors are, we get a good picture of how many people are exposed to pollution day in, day out uh, across the state.
1: Pollution can have serious health consequences for children, older people, asthmatics, as you mentioned. Who is the most affected? Uh, across the state by, or across any area, by polluted air?
0: Well, certainly um, children, seniors um, are impacted, but people with uh, lung disease and heart disease, particularly people with asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, are especially vulnerable to the impacts of air pollution. Their lungs are are more sensitive. uh, They may have less uh, breathing capacity. And so air pollution can really dramatically uh, exacerbate Uh, their condition can cause an asthma attack that can cause a child to end up in the hospital gasping for breath.
1: So you at the Lung Association report on this kind of air quality. Do you do anything or what do you do in the way of policy decisions or advocacy for better clean air?
0: So we're hard at work uh, pushing the Environmental Protection Agency not to weaken the Clean Air Act. We've seen many attempts in this administration to roll back uh, safeguards to clean up power plants, motor vehicle pollution, uh, oil and gas operations, and so we're fighting very hard to stop those rollbacks. And then we're pushing uh, state and local governments to continue to implement the law and to deploy cleanup strategies to improve the air that we breathe.
1: How about people who are listening to this? Can they use this information to better protect themselves and their families?
0: Certainly. You can lo- log on to lung.org slash SOTA and see the report and see the grades for your county And also on a daily basis, you can check the air quality index to determine whether it's a code orange day, code red day. And if it is a high pollution day, take steps to protect yourself, like not exercising when air pollution levels are high, but also do your part to help reduce pollution by driving less, by consolidating trips, turning off that extra light. Every little bit can help. Paul Billings of the American Lung Association, thanks so much for speaking with us. Thank you very
1: much.